This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, February 27th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Libertarians have been taking something of a beating in various media, and it's not exactly clear why. From Chris Christie to Cass Sunstein, the fear of a libertarian planet seems more present than ever. Gene Healy, a vice president at the Cato Institute, argues that the substance of those fears is still largely unknown. Yeah, if you listen to a lot of the commentary from various pundits and politicians, it's like there's a specter haunting uh, American politics, the specter of libertarianism. And uh, when you look at how much political power libertarians actually have, it's a, it's a little ridiculous. It's never, never before have so many been so, so scared by so few with so little political power. Now, Salon has been very outspoken for several years now, it seems. Yeah, they have a sort of daily two-minute hate against libertarians. They're uh, constantly warning progressives about libertarianism as if it's a, some sort of social disease. There's, uh, you know, if they warn progressives not to make common cause with libertarians on marching against the NSA, they even seem to think that libertarianism has infected iPhone apps. They recently ran a piece called The Secret Libertarianism of Uber and Airbnb. Who else has been uh, more recently picking on libertarians? And why, and why are they doing so, more importantly? You're seeing uh, a lot of the same anti-libertarian paranoia among people with actual political power. Uh, Harry Reid uh, warns that the anarchists have taken over Congress and uh, famously right after the uh, Snowden revelations about NSA spying broke, uh, Governor Christie made some remarks about how this strain of libertarianism that's going through both parties right now is a very dangerous thought and he professed to be very nervous about the direction that this is moving in. Now, it's, it's worth noting that Chris Christie, when he spoke at the Milton Friedman Prize uh, for Advancing Liberty dinner at the at hosted by the Cato Institute, that he referred to the crowd as conservatives. I guess that was a way to make himself less uh, less intimidated and less uh, less afraid of this dangerous uh, strain of thought. Uh, but lately, what uh, what we've gotten is a a highbrow version of this anti-libertarian paranoia, and uh, it's uh, in the form of what a term that's uh, been coined by uh, the distinguished historian Sean Wilentz in The New Republic recently, uh, paranoid libertarianism. He wrote this piece about how progressives shouldn't line up with uh, Edward Snowden and, and Glenn Greenwald because they show dangerous strains of libertarianism. And uh, Harvard's Cass Sunstein and the University of Chicago's Eric Posner recently picked up on this meme, and they're pushing the idea that so-called paranoid libertarians are an actual threat, that their overwrought fear of government can lead them to resist policies that would end up making people, making Americans a lot safer and better off. What is the end result that they see if paranoid libertarianism were to grab hold? and people were to adopt it broadly. Well, Posner actually suggests that it kills. Uh, he says that uh, fear of government is far more serious than fear of flying, which would mean it's pretty serious because statisticians who looked at uh, 
the number of people who uh, chose to drive rather than fly in the wake of September 11th uh, found that you know up to 1,500 people, uh, you know, there are up to 1,500 extra highway deaths than you would expect over that period, uh, driven you know in part by a, a fear of flying, even though flying was safe. I'd note maybe some of that. Uh, I think that there is some evidence that some of that uh, re- increased resistance to flying came about as a result of. Uh, security measures dr- uh, adopted in the wake of September 11th uh, and, uh, you know, uh, intrusive uh, searches and long security lines. So it's not clear which way that cuts. But in any event, uh, the notion that fear of government has uh, led to some exorbitant death toll is completely unsupported. And uh, he doesn't even try to support it. With respect to uh you know, these Cass Sunstein, uh, Wallance are respected people. Can you come up with why they see that this is a, a, a big problem worth talking about? Well, they don't exactly make it easy for you. Uh, uh, Wallance's piece is essentially a, a, a almost a comical exercise in guilt by association. Uh, Snowden's a dangerous person because uh, he gave $500 to the Rand Paul campaign at some point and uh, uh, once said some uh, disparaging things about Social Security in an Internet chat room. Glenn Greenwald, uh, horror of horrors, uh, has said nice things about the Cato Institute. And this is why Wilent says uh, you should stay, progressives should stay away from these people. Sunstein writes nearly 1,200 words about so-called paranoid libertarians without ever coming close to an argument for why you should worry about this. In fact, about the only substance uh, uh, that, that he, he provides is by pointing to a 2005 Law Review article by his colleague Adrian Vermeule, uh, an article called Libertarian Panics. And I've read that article, and it offers two examples from American history where this nutty fear of government has led to bad consequences. Those two examples are, and I'm not making this up, uh, the American Revolution and uh, the what, what, what Vermeule calls hysteria about the Patriot Act around the time that he wrote the article in 2005. Well, the American Revolution seems to have worked out okay. And if anything, uh, uh, the so-called paranoids weren't paranoid enough about the Patriot Act in the mid-2000s. I mean, back then, people were worried about the uh, possibility that it'd be used to get people's library records. Nobody really imagined that the Patriot Act would be secretly interpreted to create a a bulk phone database that uh, Representative, I mean, that Senator Ron Wyden has called the Federal Human Relations database. Uh, So if these are your two examples of uh, dangerous libertarian panics, I got to say, I'm I'm not particularly panicked by those examples. Do you think that it's ultimately a good thing that libertarian ideas are drawing this kind of fire? I mean, lacking in substance broadly, but isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I guess in some sense, all press is good press. And the fact that there's this elite paranoia about distrust of government might 
might show that uh, libertarians are actually getting somewhere. And, you know, in some ways, we are. Uh, Representative Justin Amash got 205 votes for repealing Section 215 of uh, the Patriot Act. Um, the, uh, you know, you're seeing in a lot of the poll numbers uh, a record number of people uh, feel that the federal government has too much power and represents a threat to, to our liberties. Uh, that, those, are all, uh, those are all signs that uh, reasonable distrust of government is, is, you know, has some traction. Uh, and I would call that reasonable distrust. I mean, uh, I think it's driven by uh, the evidence that uh, uh, these powers have been abused and that there's something to be concerned about. But I think we still have a long way to go in that regard before we actually start putting checks back on these government abuses. Gene Healy is a vice president at the Cato Institute. You can get his new ebook, False Idol, Barack Obama and the Continuing Cult of the Presidency, at Amazon.com and Cato.org.